obviously 2020 is different in in every way for every aspect and especially uh, it's been for the football team and I imagine for you as the team chaplain mm-hmm. it, it's been very different kind of take us through some of the obstacles the differences that that have been in play this year for you as the as team chaplain yeah it's been just a a challenging year for everybody certainly but um, you know the football team is uh, so resilient and these guys are are used to uh, putting aside their own, you know, kind of personal, um, you know, like, well, I don't, I don't really feel like doing that. It's just not in their, their vocabulary. Right. So, I mean, we end up COVID testing four times a week, which is just, you know, it makes for some early mornings and, you know, and and just part of something we do to, to keep each other safe. And, you know, I think some of the community building hasn't been possible this year. I mean, normally they do camp at the beginning of the season down at uh, Culver and that wasn't possible this year. So I think some of the, the coaches are missing those opportunities to connect with the guys and the players are missing opportunities to connect with each other in a, a deeper way. So I think they've really had to be intentional about forming, uh, friendships. And, uh, they, I've heard a lot, uh, around, you know, the, uh, the guys this, this year, um, they talk about FTB for the brotherhood. And I think that's important to them, not only in terms of building uh, a sense of brotherhood among each other, but also in terms of solidarity. And, you know, there, there was, uh, there's a number of guys on our team who were just really, um, deeply affected by the the Black Lives Matter movement, and you know, and and they, they had a march this summer that I was able to participate in, and it was amazing to see the solidarity uh, with one another, and in that mo- moment, and I mean, it's posed some challenges for me, and just in terms of you know, I, I one of my favorite thing is you know hanging out. Um, uh, for away games, there's just a lot of downtime. So you get a chance to talk to coaches and uh, support staff and everything. And there's just not a lot of opportunities to do that. Uh, it is kind of fun, though. We've we've kept something of a bubble when we travel. And so they've asked for volunteers uh, from the people who travel um, to serve meals. And uh, so I've done that. And <laughs> you know, I've never done this in the past. And it's really been really great. I mean, just kind of fun. And especially in the, the morning meal, just kind of getting the guys going like, don't you want some oatmeal? Oh, this is great oatmeal. Uh, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, in terms of praying with the guys, it's, you know, it's been pretty normal, I would say. The mass that we have together and um, opportunities to pray has been just wonderful. And I continue to be amazed by the depth of faith of the guys on the team. I, w- I want to ask you about mass because obviously that was o- that's always been an a must component mm-hmm. for Notre Dame football, but obviously it's different, right? You know, got to have social distancing. Where do you have it sometimes? So take us through how mass has been happening both home and away yeah. here in 2020 compared to the way you guys used to do it. So it's pretty similar in some ways. The first two weeks, um, we actually set up mass in the indoor practice facility, which was really cool um, to actually have uh, mass on a field. Um, and it, it was, it was cool. There's like a picture, a couple pictures on my Instagram on that, of that. And, uh, it was beautiful. Um, we put a, a huge, uh, image of the cross on the, the big, uh, screen, uh, behind the altar. And, um, but it was hard. It was hard. I mean, all you could hear was my voice booming over this really substantial sound system in there. <laughs> and I was like, the Lord be with you. And they're like, 
I couldn't hear any responses. So it was fine. Um, but we've ended up moving it into the, um, the auditorium of the Goog, um, the, the football building. And um, that's where we normally do it. The only thing that uh, changes for home games when we dress more guys, we'll have um, half the team in that auditorium and then another half um, watching on closed circuit in uh, a cafeteria upstairs. So, um, And then we send a, a Eucharistic minister up there to... Um, to give the guys the Eucharist. What about going over the Basilica? Is that not happening anymore? No, they haven't done that for several years. Okay, um, I, I, yeah. I guess I didn't realize that or forgot about that. Since I've been the chaplain, they haven't done that. I, I think they moved away from that maybe four years ago. Okay. Um, and a number of folks talk about missing that, um, you know, among the coaches and folks who have been around. Uh, but yeah, they and we always do mass the day before. So even on an away game, we'll do mass before we fly out. Okay, so it's still being done here. So yes. you guys have the same routine every time. So yep. that makes sense. Yep. Uh, Father Nate Wills, team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team, joining us here on Focus on Faith on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Now you're the only team chaplain this year. Father Mark Thiessing was doing it for a long time. You joined him uh, recently mm-hmm. and just the only one this year. So how has that changed things being kind of – the, the the only uh, chaplain for you, yeah. It's been a lot more travel <laughs> and a lot of uh, you know. I think I'm 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 about out of homilies for the guys. No, it's it's uh, it's it's been um, it's been a really great blessing. Um, you know, Father Mark was such a great uh, mentor for me to to kind of show me the ropes and also to like let me do my own thing. He uh, he is amazing. He's an amazing magician. So he did you know like little. Like cool card tricks and stuff for all the student managers and the sidelines and he would do it for the flight attendants on our flights and everything and and when I came on board they they were like so what do you do I'm like I don't I don't do anything <laughs> I, t- I told the flight attendants if you, if you bring me food I'll make it disappear but that's <laughs> that's about the only magic I do and so um but it's it's been you know the best part about it has clearly been um, the opportunities to get to know folks, um, the, the players, the student athletes, um, and the coaches, and, and everybody in the organization more deeply, and and just to, um, you know, they expressed a, a desire to have a consistent voice. Um, so I don't know. I'm hoping I'm providing that. I'm I'm, you know, using my background in education to to try to teach and uh, to catechize as well a little bit, and uh, it's been it's been great, and uh, and I, I think. You know, despite the craziness of 2020, it seems like it's been going pretty well. You know, one of the traditions is the the saint of the week, and you mentioned Instagram before, Ed. It, you've you've kind of created that uh, pray like a champion today uh, Instagram handle yep. to to really showcase the saint of the week. Tell us about the the idea. Well, first of all, explain what what the process was with the saint of the week, what you guys did, yeah. and, and then how you've now tried to expand it to let. The whole fan base now, in addition to just the players. Yeah, so this is a tradition that goes way back, um, probably to the 70s, maybe even earlier, of giving um, student athletes a medal. And it's not just football. This is done in in basketball and you know a ton of a ton of other sports. I know um, fencing does this as well. So you know, there's a lot of different opportunities for students to encounter the saints um, on a week to week basis, and so. Um, we always, you know, towards the end of mass, I, um, uh, bless the medals and, you know, I've had some friends ask like, well, so who's the saint of the week? And, you know, I'll tell them. And then I thought, gosh, you know, I should, 
you just share this with people more broadly because there's an opportunity to um, you know to get to know more saints and um, to really pray with them um, together. So I, I jumped into the 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 world of Instagram and uh, I've never felt older than when I tried. <laughs> You're to, not that old. I know, but it's, you're only 43. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? They're like, no, no, you have to add the hashtags. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Um, but every week, so I'll take a. I'll take a photo of the saint of the week, sometimes include a little bit about their life, usually just kind of one line. And then in some cases, I've included like little prayers and things like that. Um, and I'll have a, a player hold the um, the holy medal on the sideline and take an image, uh, take a picture of that. And uh, it's it's been great. It's been an opportunity to invite people into that, um, to let them know that, that really this is... Um, there's, you know, as much as we're trying to cultivate the mind of these student athletes and, you know, as students at Notre Dame, and certainly, um, you know, their physical nature as well as we're trying to help them to grow, we're also trying to help them grow spiritually and closer to the Lord um, as we're giving them images of of the saints. And, you know, I mean, you know, uh, probably about 60% of our team are non-Catholics, and I've, I've been really you know, explicit with them of like, hey, look, this is somebody we pray through, you know, and, and we that brings us closer to Jesus Christ through their example and witness. And it's for inspiration, you know, and 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 to ask their intercession in our lives. We're not praying to them. And uh, I think they've really gotten on board with that. And um, we pray a litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, uh, at the end of all of our Masses. And I've explained the difference between, you know, when we talk to God, it's have mercy on us. When we talked, you know, we're talking about Mary and, and these different names in the litany, we say pray for us as asking her intercession. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a process of helping them learn and um, and really inviting them into the lives of the saints. All right, so if you want to know the Saints of the Week each week, uh, follow uh, Father Nate on Instagram, Pray Like a Champion Today. Wait, good job uh, getting a hold of that uh, Instagram handle. That's a, that's a good one. Father Nate Wills joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame football on the bye this week, but of course we're still chatting about the undefeated Irish. So uh, how much fun has it been to be with this group this year, seeing what they're doing? I know the Clemson game, there's not... 80,000 fans as you're on the field with them, but um, what has it been like being being around this group this year, seeing seeing this undefeated season so far? Yeah, it sure felt like it at the Clemson game, by the way. Um, there were the, the fans who were there were just raucous, and, and they were excited. And, you know, it's it's been awesome. It's been amazing and, and inspiring to see the hard work that the players have put in, which is, you know, normal for them in any season. But really to see them come together as a group, to see the student-athletes who've led in such beautiful ways, who've been um, really um, great witnesses, not only in their actions and in their brotherhood, but also in their faith. I, I think that's been just awesome to see. Um, the guys are excited, you know, and, and there have been a lot of opportunities where second and third string guys have gotten in this year. And that's amazing. I and mean, that, that's always a fun moment because you can see them all just going nuts for each other on the sidelines. And it, it, it's been great. And, you know, last weekend at Boston College where there were no fans was super weird. Just really strange to, you know, they, they were pumping in crowd music and it was really weird. And, and, and I, but I think the guys, it invites you to, uh, to say, like, what's really important in this moment? And maybe this is the story of COVID in general, Right of all of us saying, okay, there's a lot of nice to-dos and some have-to-dos in life. 
one and we don't get to do the nice to do's. Um, we're just stuck with what's really, truly important to all of us. And, um, and I think they've come down to like, look, um, doing our best and, and growing as, uh, as players, as young men, uh, you know, um, and as disciples of Christ is really important to us. So I think it's, it's been inspiring to see um, and to see them come together. You mentioned COVID, and obviously uh, you battled COVID yeah. early on, yeah. and and you were kind of one of the first people that go, oh wait, you know, and everyone's requesting you for an interview. If you had, if you got it now, probably not that many would be, right? Well, right. I would, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but has that given you um, a perspective to be able to use with the football team or and with others? Um, that has helped guide you over the last, uh, unfortunately, six months, seven, eight months. Yeah, I had it back in March, and um, you know, I, I think, I think I understand some of the uncertainty around it. I mean, it, it was a little bit different back at that time because, like, people were just ending up on ventilators, and you know, they didn't really have as much of a sense as how to treat COVID um, as they do now. Look, I think, I, I think the big uh, takeaway for me has been, um, uncertainty, right? Like, and lack of control, which none of us do really well with. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, there are students in my dorm who had to go into quarantine the week before the Clemson game and they were frustrated like heck, you know, and just, they couldn't believe they were going to miss this. And then they saw the game and they were even more angry. Um, but this is really a, a moment I think where we all have to to see our interdependence, you know, when um, St. Paul talks about the mystical body of Christ, where, you know, if if one part of your body hurts, the whole thing hurts, right? And you you can't say, you know, the finger can't say, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing my own thing today, you know, and it's just, it, we're all interdependent. And I think we've realized that more and more that our own actions have consequences not just locally but globally, and so I'm I'm hopeful that um, there's going to be a whole generation of people who I think are thinking of others and are other centered in in a deeper way because of this experience. Father Nate, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be sure to have you on next year when you finally get to talk about your Wisconsin Badger fandom as well. We're supposed <laughs> to have you on this year to talk about that, but unfortunately we lost it. But we'll put you on the spot. We'll let you wait a little bit longer to, to have to explain how you'll be, which side you'll be pulling for in that game. <laughs> Sounds good.